Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I have Katrina Starr back on. Katrina is a coach, but not only that, she has a special gift to help people to connect with others and themselves. And we are going to be talking all about connection since, unfortunately, it seems that many of us have lost our connection with ourselves and being able to connect with others, our children, our family members, and even our partners. And so we're going to be going in deep to connect today and talk about what it takes to build connection this day and age. All right, let's get into the podcast. All right, health junkies, I have Nina Man Olson on and oh my goodness, she's a body peace coach. And I think for most ladies our age, this is something that we have dealt with probably since early teens. If not, as in my case, I remember specifically when I was eight years old where my body piece went out the window. So we're going to talk all things. We're going to get deep today. Nina, welcome to the Health Fix Podcast. Oh, Janine, it is totally a delight to be here with you. Oh, I'm excited because this is something we have not had on the podcast and I have not really talked about body image, body relationship. We talk all things health and hormones and everything, but we haven't really talked about that relationship with our own body. And I think this is the perfect time to do it. And you're the perfect person for it. I looked at Mm. your website and was like, oh my gosh, this scale has everything I could possibly want for, for help in this department. So let's dive in a little bit to talking about how did you come become a body piece coach? What led you to it? Give us your story. Yeah. So unlike, you know, or like many, many, many women, I was in a really difficult relationship with my body. I was in body hate. Oh my gosh. The mirror was the enemy. I always talk about it as the mean mirror voice. I'd get dressed in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that looks that way. And oh, if you could just lose this weight, if you could just tone this place, if you could just, right. It was the constant never enough. And that led me into a cycle of what I call body management constantly trying to hack my body, trying to do the perfect diet, do the perfect lifestyle regime. And that led into a cycle of roller coastering my whole life to a point where I was like, really, this is honestly getting kind of boring and very, very exhausting. And really, I deserve better. I deserve to feel good about myself. And I also knew, and I see this in so many of my clients, that my obsession, my compare and despair, my self-loathing was actually costing me vitality, sort of advancement in my life, just joy. It really was wilting me. And so I started both a personal and professional journey to reclaim my relationship with my body. And that was, I was a body worker for many years. I became a therapist. I became a health coach. I became a mind body psychology of eating teacher, intuitive eating coach, body trust coach. And out of all of that work, developed the body of work that I created, which is body peace. And that is how do we just feel like, this is a good place to live. 
Mm-hmm. My body is the is just the right place for me to live. Not always easy, right? I'm not painting like a you know a pretty perfect picture. This isn't that world. We all know once we've lived in our body <laughs> for a decade or two or four, <laughs> is that you know what? There are ups and downs of life. But to be able to navigate that with grace and navigate it with gentleness and compassion to our own body is incredibly powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, something you said in your website, I was reading, you know, the copy that you had and I was like, yes, yes. And going through it, it was, it was that constant, always trying to lose the 15 to, to 25 pounds. And then that whole relationship with, with food and, and yes, it's difficult. And, and I love that you mentioned that it, that it can be difficult, but you can still find peace within the difficulty. This is something yeah. that so many women will come into my office, myself included with this yo-yo of this 10 to 15 pounds kind of going up, you know, I'm going to be 45 this year. And, and, and I'll, I'll give you guys all my, my statement. I'm turning 45 this year. And I'm like, well, still didn't get that six pack yet. Well, it's February coming up here soon. I need to start working on things. These things I'm sure are similar things that you maybe even said to yourself. You've heard your, your clients say over and mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. Trying. So I want to just, Janine, you you, gave, you opened the door for me. You said I could ask anything. So Absolutely. my question to you, and I would ask this to a client, is how does that make you feel when you're in that like, oh, you know, I still don't have that six pack. Mm-hmm. Oh, but what about, you know, those 15 pounds? And if I just, then I would, mm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is that? How does that leave you feeling? I feel like crap. And you feel like a failure every year. Like, here's that conversation again. And like, oh, honey, we've been having this conversation since eight years old. How's that working for you right now? <laughs> you know, yeah. you just feel like, wow, it's been a long time of saying these yes. things. Yes. Yeah. And that there's, there's two things that you said that are so compelling. One was, I feel like crap. It mm-hmm. feels bad mm-hmm. to constantly be diminishing ourselves and constantly not measuring up. So that's one piece that's so painful to realize like, wait, it really doesn't have to be that way. Our culture thinks, oh yeah, well, that's just the way women are with their bodies. We just always feel like not enough. And I want to say that's not true. And the time mm-hmm. has come for that to end. But the other thing that you said was so compelling and so exquisite is you said, oh, honey, <laughs> that's hard. How's that been going for you? And they're right in that, oh, honey, is magic because that's the compassion, right? In the very beginning, when we we're, you just started talking, you were like, let's talk about relationship with our body. Yeah. And most women that I work with, and I imagine that you see as well, are not, oh, honeying themselves. They're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you are, and I hear the things people say to themselves, oh my gosh, we would never, 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 not in a million years say it to anyone else out loud. the things we call ourselves. But the fact that you have that relationship with yourself that you're like term of endearment, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. honey, (laughs) right? Oh, there's this person that I'm on this journey with myself. Oh, there's this beautiful home that I get to live in, which is my body. How do I wrap my arms around myself in that way? How do I bring compassion to the relationship so that I can heal that eight-year-old? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think this is something that, you know, obviously I've worked on it because, oh, honey, wouldn't have happened probably three years ago. It would have been, mm-hmm. oh, you're disgusting. Look at, you know, I mean, it, w- it would be all of those things like you're discussing and poking and prodding. Why can't you just do this? Why can't you do that? And and so I like folks to hear this. You guys get to hear the real me now um, and, and how these things show up. I know I'm not, you know, the only one. I, I hear this. Yes. From, oh, from my so gosh. From so many people, right? Mm-hmm. And that word, oh, I'm disgusting. Mm-hmm. Would we say it? I know I just said this, but literally we <laughs> hear that. Would you say to anybody they're disgusting? No, you no. would not. And so to start, like one of the ways we can start to shift the relationship with ourselves is just to notice that conversation. And to acknowledge, oh, there's my inner critic. Wow, she's loud. Wow, she's mean. (laughs) Wow, that's aggressive. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't stand for any other relationship that was that aggressive, demeaning, right? Or belittling. Yeah. We wouldn't. We would say, you know what? Mm -mm. Do not talk to me that way. I deserve better. Right. There was a client I worked with once and we were unpacking her relationship with her body. And she said to me, oh, my gosh, Nina, I have had an abusive relationship with my body. Mm-hmm. And it sort of like dawned on her. Right. She was like, oh, my gosh. And she was like, I, I didn't realize. She said, I don't think I ever learned how to be kind. She said, I feel like I'm, I, I missed this sort of information about how to actually have a nice relationship with myself, a kind, a caring, a nourishing, supportive, respectful relationship. I was like, oh, no, no, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> this was never taught. Yeah. We were actually trained into an aggressive, controlling abusive relationship with ourself mm-hmm. and if you're going to get me now into my feminist <laughs> rant it's also in in an effort to keep women small yeah. keep our voices mute because if you're obsessed with your body well then you have no time to stand up and say you know what this is not okay with me what's happening in the world right when your all your attention is on your physical form Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so important for us to reclaim the kind of relationship we want with our body. Yes. You bring up a really great topic there. We, we are, have an almost program to pay attention to ourselves and not, you know, be, it, it's almost a way of, of yeah, quieting us. And now I'm like thinking it through and going, there are so many things I want to say that I probably haven't said over the years because I was too busy worrying about what I looked like in my jeans. Uh, honestly there's women I talk to and they're like if I could just get all that time and energy back there was one woman who said oh my gosh I could have like fed a whole village in Africa I could have figured that one out right and I I grew up in Montreal and I and I learned French growing up and I like languages right I really do and in during the pandemic I started learning Hebrew and I was thinking if I hadn't been obsessed with food and body for decades, how many languages could I speak right now, right? How many languages? But what did I learn instead? The language of Weight Watchers, the language of paleo, the language of uh, paleo was a little bit behind, but I 
later, but I learned the language of Scarsdale. That totally dates me. The language <laughs> of Atkins, the language of Sears diet, the language of all those diet. I learned those languages. I learned the, the language of grams and calories and points. Really? That's not so helpful. That doesn't take me anywhere in the world. Nowhere. It takes me to shame. Yeah. Right? So to reclaim and say, no, no, this is my life force. This is my energy. This is my relationship with my body, not someone else's. Yeah. Wow. I'm thinking about all the time now. I'm going in my head going like you were saying, you know, like I could have a PhD in macros, which absolutely gets me nowhere. But you're right. right. The languages, you know, the the interaction, the helping of society. And and so, ladies, I'm I'm on another mission for us now. I want y'all to get healthy with your your body and get you find that peace in 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 your body. But now I'm like, okay, and we do it for a, a bigger cause, bigger than ourselves. Hmm. Yes, for our own sense of being, for our own sense of power. For our own sense of agency in the world, mm -hmm. right? And for our own peace of mind, right? There's so much, you know, I imagine that was my pen rolling away <laughs> on the floor as I'm like flailing my hands around wildly because I'm so passionate about what I'm saying. Yeah. But there's this, there's what we want is to reclaim our sense of inner peace as well because i'm sure as you see with many of your clients anxiety is through the roof these days yeah. and what's yeah. also fueling our anxiety oh my gosh i don't look great right mm -hmm. my belly is too big my butt is too big my you know arms wave in the wind after i've lifted that whatever it is that anxiety like let's reclaim peace within us yeah oh I'm just thinking about, like you were saying, with reclaiming just just pieces of you even in this case. Mm -hmm. And I know you have some poems. And I like to kind of integrate this a little bit because I think so many yeah. people can resonate with poems, but also resonating with how to call out where you find the peace, what things bring you peace and, and how to make that peace as a whole. And you were mentioning your poems earlier. I'd love, I'd love to hear an example of one so that we could kind of yeah. share with everyone a, a little bit of how you use the poems to find, find peace. Mm, thank you for that invitation. So Janine, I started writing um, body peace poems because it was a way for me to have a different conversation with women around their relationship with their body that wasn't do this, don't do this, now do this, right? It was, a, it opened up more of a inner conversation about how we feel about our bodies, about the dynamics that happen in the relationship with our bodies. And there's one, because of what we've been talking about is sort of the places where we lost mm -hmm. our relationship. Like when you were eight, right? Mm -hmm. I started going to Weight Watchers when I was nine. Okay. Um, I would love to share with you the very first body piece poem that I put out in the world. Um, and I haven't read this one for a while. It's called, Did You Divorce Your Body? Mm. Um, because so many of us have had that experience of feeling like what body, like we're not in relationship, we're mm -hmm. sort of coexisting, or I'm just 
being a commander of this physical form. Mm -hmm. So this is called, did you divorce your body? What I want to say to you, if you divorced your body somewhere along the way and don't know how to reconnect, I want to say I get it. I divorced my body early on. I was nine when my body started to feel like it wasn't a safe place to be. I was 14 when I started to feel like I had to manage it and every morsel that entered. I was 16 when it became deeply confusing to be the shape of me. I was 18 when my body became the enemy. And by 19, my body was a full-time DIY project. I hear it every day from smart, amazing women, the moment, the moments they divorced their body, when it was unsafe for you to be in a woman's body, when the shape of you was criticized by your mother, your father, the gym teachers and others, when the way to bond with friends was the next diet, when the way to be loved was thinness, when the illness, the injury, the hormone change made you feel like your body had betrayed you, when the number on the scale determined your worthiness. What I wanna to say to you, if you've divorced your body somewhere along the journey of your life is you can find a relationship with her that works. You can learn to trust her again and she can learn to trust you. You can divorce the inner diet police and the ruling skinny culture instead of divorcing yourself. You don't have to fix yourself. You don't have to manage your body. You have full permission to have a joyous relationship with your body. There's a way to reconnect to pleasure and joy in your own skin. I promise you can find a way back to being at home. Hmm. Wow. That's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And the divorcing thing, we talked about this earlier when, when, mm -hmm. before we got on about how, you know, when I was eight years old, my father had said to me, oh, you're looking very large, like your aunt Mary and your belly's pretty poochy. And from then on, it was all over. It was like you said, managing and then a DIY project and maybe even why I became a naturopath. Honestly, if I look mm -hmm. into it, why I chose this profession and I kind of bring it into an interesting component and in that my whole career is all about helping people find, you know, solutions to their health issues. And it always comes down to, it does seem like most women, yes, they have gut issues. Yes, they have these issues, but the their secret hope always is, can I lose a little weight? You know, can I get mm -hmm. this? And then when it comes up in the conversation with me, I start to get nervous about it because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not right with the weight thing myself. So mm -hmm. just hearing the poem mm -hmm. for me brought out a lot about hmm, this whole journey that I've been on and, and wondering if other folks, and I'm guessing with the, the folks you see that you've seen that as well, that they're on the, the journey. Absolutely. So much of our life experience is informed about how we feel in our own skin. And I, I want to get into, and you'll appreciate this from your <laughs> perspective, which is that idea of when we're worrying about those 10 pounds, when we're worrying about those 15 pounds, right? We can be doing all the things, yeah. right? Taking, you know, doing 
you know, taking care of ourselves in the best way, but there's a certain amount of stress of, well, I don't see the scale changing and my genes are still tight, right? And so then what have we done? We've activated sympathetic nervous system, right? Yeah. Our, where our stress is up. And then what happens? Cort this is, this is, I know this is your wheelhouse, right? Oh, yeah. cortisol, cortisol goes up. And then what goes down? Digestion goes down, assimilation goes down, calorie burning goes down. Right. So I, and I'm bringing this up because we go, okay, I really, really, really want to get in this smaller body. It's really, really important. And our <gasps> around it, all the hype around it, right. Gets so in the way yeah. of actually our body doing what it needs to do, which is come back to a weight where, it, where she feels safe, where she feels like it's okay. No one's going to starve me. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. going to get fed breakfast, lunch, and dinner <laughs> and some snacks too. It'll be okay. Yeah. We're not always in that fight or flight. We're not always in that stress. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> right. Even talking about it, I'm like, that's exhausting. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, it is. And, and honestly, for me, I, you know, just hearing you say that and, and thinking about how many of my patients I've talked to over the years, like, you're not losing weight. You're not making progress because it's you're you're putting more stress on yourself. And I'll have a lot of ladies come in and say, "My life's great. I don't have any stress. I'm not stressed at all." But <laughs> then there's this back conversation of, you know, yes. can't lose weight. Darn body. Want these jeans? Want you know? And it's like, yeah, there is stress. It's it's just not what you would think it was. It's self inflicted. Yes, it's so important, right? To go like, oh, when people go, yes, but everything's great except my body. Yeah. Well, there it is. There's an <laughs> inner stressor, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we shift that relationship? So instead of being at odds with our body, that we're actually allies. That is so yeah. much about what body peace is, is how do we become allies for our own body instead of being in the oppositional, right? Because any relationship if you set up any relationship and be like you're not okay well like how's that gonna go really <laughs> it never feels good right so what we want is how can i support you to your to your term of endearment honey how yes. can i support you honey what do you most need how, how do i shift right out of that self-blame self-hate body management is what I call it, yeah. that whole loop of painful, never ending stress. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do we do, Nina? Save us. <laughs> How, what's step number one? What is step yeah. number one? Like, where do we start with this? Yeah. So the first thing is really the way you started the that like practically like the fifth word you said is let's talk about our relationship with our body. So the first thing is going, Oh, this is a relationship. Hmm. Okay. If this is a relationship, do I want to work? Am I happy in this relationship? Do I want to heal this relationship? How do I want to shift in this relationship, right? Often when I'm on an airplane and somebody says, you know, they're sitting next to you and they go, what do you do? And if I said I was a body peace coach, they'd be like, what, right? <laughs> so I often say, well, I'm a therapist because I am, but I say I'm a therapist and I, I'm like a couples counselor. But instead of working with a woman and her partner, I work with a woman and her body. 
And they're like, oh, <laughs> right. I get it. Right. This is a relationship. And in our culture, we're taught how to be in a lot of relationships. Oh, you're married. Quick. Let's get you into marriage counseling. Oh, you have a puppy. Let's get you into <laughs> doggy training so that you can be a good partner for your pet. Right. You have kids. Great. Let's teach you how to be in relationship to children. But you have a body? No, no. Let's teach you for the rest of the life how to fight your body. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up a second. No. So when you say, Janine, like, what's the first thing in? Let's have this relationship and let's actually focus on it. Let's heal it. Let's create it to be something where it's like, oh, yay, you and me, my body and me, we're we have the day together. Cool. <laughs> what do we want to do? Right. The way you would feel like you like being with someone, right? right? How do you want to be in that relationship? So one starting really, okay, I'm having a relationship and then listening into the language of your relationship. And initially people are like, ouch, that's really painful. Right. <laughs> this isn't helping. All I hear is aggressive, you know, name calling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But we have to first start hearing that and pointing it out and going, oh, there's the critic. Oh, there's the critic. Oh, oh, again, there's the critic. Because what happens is those voices get so normal in our head that we actually believe them. Mm -hmm. We think they're the truth. They are not the truth. They're what our culture has taught us. They're what our dad said to us, what our gym teacher said to us. Right? Right. There's, they're what the mean girls in high school said to us. Yeah. Yeah. There, and, and this goes a lot of saying, you know, a lot of folks are, are in some courses where we're, we're learning a lot about, you know, the, the things that we believe from our environment, our life, you know, our thoughts that are in our head in terms of related to anything, just not our body that, that we come up with these things that aren't true. But I think for a lot of us, because it's our own body, and, and it's not related to the environment, other things that people, you know, have have brought towards us. It, I think when we actually think these thoughts about ourselves, I think that's it's a harder one to be, not believe. Mm -hmm. I think it makes it incredibly yeah. tough because it's, well, how could it not be true? I think it myself and I see it. And so there's, right. there's that, that seeing. I, th I think that's where I want to go towards is the seeing component that we really will be like, well, it's true because I see it about myself. Okay. How do you, how so do you let's work talk with that? about that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're saying, okay, well, I see it, you know, I see that I'm living in a bigger body or I see more roles or I see more loose skin or whatever the thing is. I see right. the double chin, whatever. Right. So first of all is to, to, and this is unpacking our diet culture and our fat phobia of our culture, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is decided that there's only one way that is acceptable for women to look and that beauty comes in this teeny tiny box. And mm -hmm. if you fit in that teeny tiny box, great. You get to put the gold star that says beautiful on your forehead. Otherwise you don't fit in that teeny tiny box of media acceptable beauty. Sorry, you better work on yourself forever and hate your body. Ah, it's like, it's so exclusive. Yeah. Right. And just like we have worked as a culture to be more inclusive around race, we've learned how to become more inclusive around religion. We have learned how to be more inclusive around gender and sexuality. 
when it comes to size, ah, no, no inclusivity. Sorry, we're still fat phobic, right? The last place we can still criticize people is on the size of their body. Yeah. It's just not fair. Not fair. It's not fair. And there's some deep, deep unlearning that we have to do with ourselves to unhook from that cultural belief that thin equals worthy, that thin equals beautiful, that thin equals valuable, that thin means you're lovable, thin equals successful. That whole system was created by our culture. And that is not the truth, right? It was created by a $72 billion diet industry that's making money off of us feeling bad and an even more lucrative beauty industry, right? And then we've got an anti, this gets me into a whole other tangent. There's like, my claws come out. A whole other um, industry of anti-aging, which is making even more money, which I'll just lay this one down for a moment, which is, gosh, we do not anti-age. As my mother, who is 91, would say, (laughs) If you're lucky, you get to age. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Right? Yeah. So no, we're not anti-aging. I am aging. My hair is silver. I am getting older. And thankfully, with it comes some <laughs> wisdom, right? And a sense of enjoying life fully instead of hustling. This is a Brene Brown term, hustling for worthiness. Oh, if I'm thin enough. Oh, if I have the right letters after my name. Oh, if I just have enough, you know, fancy handbags or the perfect house or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Again, exhausting, right? Exhausting and sucks the joy out of our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And makes sense for why we have so much depression, anxiety, and even suicide now. I mean, it, it yes. just, it makes perfect sense. And I have to kind of get that thought in the back of my head. And this is kind of one of the things I'll like to say to my patients a lot is, are you going to let society get the best of you? Yes. I mean, we, right. th- we can rebel. Like a lot of, a lot of folks that are in my practice, we talk about rebelling and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is your ultimate rebellion here to, mm-hmm. you could put your middle finger up at every single mm-hmm. societal thing that makes you mad. By choosing yes. not to fall into that. And that's kind of where, and I'm Janine, going with it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. No, Janine, I love that. Like mm-hmm. letting yourself be a rebel, mm-hmm. right? And rebels stand up for something, right? They are rebelling because they are standing up often for autonomy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Rebellion comes when people are being controlling, So to stand up and say, yes, I am going to rebel. I am going to claim my autonomy and my own relationship with my body and everybody back up Mm -hmm. is so powerful. This is the work of liberation. And that's what we're doing. We have been imprisoned in our body and we are creating a sense of liberation, a sense of freedom 
And with that, it's interesting because a lot of people get scared. Like, well, if I have freedom, then, oh my God, I'm going to eat anything. And and then I'll just be eating like bonbons, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I yeah. that's not very good, right? There's this fear, like, yes. oh my gosh, I'm going to break free. And I won't, you know, it. I won't pay any attention to what's going in my body. And we know it matters, right? We feel differently when we eat different things, when we drink different things. You know, we've lived in our bodies long enough that we have some wisdom about what makes us feel good. But the reality is, is when we do claim that liberation, when we do claim that relationship with ourselves, when we do claim that peace with our body, what we also get as this beautiful side benefit is being able to listen to our body's wisdom and honor her and respect her and take actions that truly support us, right? We're back to that idea of being an ally for ourselves. Yeah, you brought up a really good point um, because intuitive eating is something that, you know, is a hot topic. And a lot of people will say, if I was left to my own devices to eat whatever I want, it would be a nightmare. Um, I've, I've tried the intuitive eating thing, but it was before I really had a sense of what foods officially did to me and how I felt so awful. And on your website, I noticed that you had mentioned like, you know, why do I keep eating these things when I know I feel awful, you know, and choosing foods that make you feel crappy. And, and I want to talk about this a little bit because it does seem to be a theme, especially in, in perimenopause and menopause with our cortisol levels all over the place. And, and that evening, like can't say no to certain things. Let's talk about yeah. that relationship with the body and these choosing and, and using the intuition, not as intuitive, I want to eat this, so I'm going to eat it, but more intuition in terms of, I know I'm going to feel crappy if I eat this. I know, you know, yeah. and, and that re- mutual respect for the body kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I am a huge fan of intuitive eating. I am trained in intuitive eating. I don't actually love the title. Yeah, because intuition, it's a little, it's a little up in the air for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more interested in things like connected eating or compassionate eating or um, respectful eating or attuned eating or somatic eating, things that are like, this is me listening to my body, listening eating. Yes. Right. To me, that feels more grounded and that's more what I'm interested in helping my clients find is what is the kind of eating that resonates for them. And Mm -hmm. some of my clients are going for compassionate eating and then they change. And now what they're going for is deep listening eating. And Mm -hmm. now what they're going for is I'm connected, right? So what we want in those places is to be like, okay, So it's not just this sense of intuition. I know it (laughs) in my head or it's floating to me through the ethers. No, no, this is actually grounded in our body. And when we, when you actually dive into intuitive eating like me, like trained in it, you realize it's much deeper. It's just the name that's gotten a little bit um, misconstrued. And one of the first tenets in intuitive eating is give yourself full permission to eat and people get caught there. They're like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. This is the runaway train. I will start eating the bonbons and I will never <laughs> stop. And then I will pass out in the sugar coma on the sofa <laughs> watching Netflix. Right. Like it's the fear. Absolutely. So, to, so to be in that place of, okay, 
actually listening to your body, actual body peace is not letting your little girl or the one who is deprived of bonbons her whole life make all the choices, right? <laughs> one of the things I often work with my clients around is this idea of who's coming to the table, mm -hmm. right? Who's showing up? And if it's always the little girl who was told, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that, she's gonna be like, I'll take that and I'll take that and I'll take that. And I don't care what my tummy feels. I don't care what my head feels. I don't care if you know I feel jangly or it makes me feel irritable or it makes me wanna bite somebody's head off. I'm gonna have it because someone said no, right? That's our little kid, that's our inner rebel. Yeah. Yeah. What we want is actually to bring more parts of us to, our to the table, right? And again, women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, we know we have been around the block. We have eaten one or two things in our life. And we know sometimes we eat that and then, oof, my tummy doesn't feel great. So one of the terms that I love to use is love the food that loves you back. Mm. And I'll give you a pretty benign example. I love broccoli. Love it. Think it's the best. Garlic uh, sauce on broccoli, Ooh. broccoli and garlic sauce. Yeah. Can't get better. Love broccoli. Broccoli hates me. Broccoli is not my friend. Broccoli makes me feel distended. I feel uncomfortable. I feel just cramps. It's a mess, right? I love broccoli. Broccoli does not love me back. So you know what? I don't want to be in a relationship with broccoli because it's not mutual. We <laughs> don't get along. So you know what? Kind of broke up with broccoli. I can do broccoli a little bit here, a little bit there, but we're not besties, right? <laughs> so again, when we come and we're like, oh my gosh, it's, I don't know, Skittles. I love Skittles. My little kid loves Skittles. We went Skittles every time we went to the movies, whatever that food is, right? And then you're like, okay, well, the Skittles love me back. Well, yeah, maybe like, you know, whatever, half a package of Skittles, I'm good. One package of Skittles, then I want to pass out. One, a whole package of Skittles, then I feel a little like, like agitated. It makes me feel anxious or my tummy gets a little flip floppy. Then, okay, well, a whole package of Skittles doesn't love you back, right? There's not a value judgment on Skittles. There's no value judgment on broccoli, but What's the relationship you have? How does it make you feel, right? Again, this is all about the relationship we have with our body and the relationship we have with food. Oh, I'm so glad you went dive, dove in that one deep because I was hoping you were going to do that for, especially for the intuitive, because <laughs> yes, it is misconstrued so much. And, mm -hmm. and that is what we needed a good dive into. Does the food love you back? You know, do you, you know, what's that relationship there? And, and back mm -hmm. to relationship with the body. I mean, it all kind of fits right back in yeah. to, to finding the body piece. Oh, I love it. I love it. So if someone's going, okay, Nina, I'm, I'm really into this. How, how mm -hmm. do I work with you? How do I, you know, do, can we use, is there something I can get started with? Now I know you have a body piece journal where folks mm -hmm. can get started. And I know that you have different programs, the poems, of course, resources, things of that nature. So I would love for you to kind of tell us how can folks work with you and on different levels and dip their toes in all the way to dive in yeah so the fun thing janine i have something brand new that i'm super excited about and is that that is i have created a body piece app Ooh. and on that app you can get access to the poems you can get access to support you can message me on the app and 
you can find that, that practicing body peace journal, which is very powerful. It has poems in there. It also has 20 questions and there's space to put in your answers of how is your relationship with your body? But there's one thing on that app that is really worth diving into because it actually is a real extension of the conversation that we just had, which is the Body Peace Masterclass. And in it, I dive into more of the kinds of relationships we can have with our body and how we shift out of the body hate and out of the body shame and towards body peace. And it's a real practical um, masterclass and it's free on the app and you can find the app you can either look up body piece on you know your phone in your app store or google play but you can also go to the bodypieceapp.com and it'll give you more information and qr code and buttons and all those things so that's the bodypiece the bodypieceapp.com Nice. Oh, that's fabulous. So being able to connect, look at and having a masterclass, I think that's, I, I think most of us, unfortunately, it's almost like this should be in kindergarten or preschool yes. oh, and, please. And, and put that out there for, for all women to start understanding this at an early age, because like, mm -hmm. like we've said before, there's a lot of time wasted, a lot of relationship pining over, you know, I think about yes. back, like, why do, why don't these guys like me? Oh, it's because I'm too this or that, you know, and, and you just mm -hmm. go down these deep rabbit holes. So, so painful all the time. So you are saving yeah. folks time and gaining some, gaining some life back. Just like you said with your mom, you know, if, if the life to, to live correct, like if you, oh, I forget now I'm going to have to. Yeah. Go. So what she would say was, you're lucky if you get to age, Yeah. right? We yeah. want to be here. We want to be fully in our bodies. We want to be living life, feeling at home and at ease in our own skin because it gives us much more of a doorway into the rest of our life to live fully, to feel like we're on, we're fully alive and engaged. It's so important. Oh. I just want people to have more of a life that they can enjoy and engage yeah. and, and just be present so much more versus worried about things that like genes and, and roles. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. We deserve that. We deserve that. We need it. And our world needs us to be that, mm -hmm. to be out of our obsession and out of our hate. Yeah. Cause I think as women, we could, we could, we're a dangerous population if we're not <laughs> kept down so yep ladies out there that that's what Nina and I are trying to say if we can make peace with our body boy what kind of peace could we create in the world exactly well said well Nina thank you so much for coming on and sharing all about your programs but also your poem such a beautiful poem and your wisdom. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to putting all this info guys on the podcast notes at drjkrausnd.com. And we'll be getting some shorts out on Instagram as well. Thanks again, Nina. Hey, health junkies. Are you feeling just off? Feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, 
I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to doctor spelled out J K R A U S E N D dot com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule of chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out now. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.